Welcome back to OK Pause Podcast. I'm Moni. Today we will briefly recap Married at First Sight, the reunion special part one. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, and like. Also, you can find my podcast page in the link below. So you know what? Let's go ahead and do it. Let's get started, shall we? All right, so here we go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Now I'm going to leave out the fluff. I'm just going to get right to the meat and potatoes <laughs> of this uh, reunion show, okay? So we have Kevin, and he is seated with everyone, and they all look beautiful, and everyone's dress is on point. The guys look sharp. You know, everybody looks good. And uh, we even have Morgan and Bing, you know, sitting together. <laughs> but anyway, so Kevin just puts it out there. He says, okay, so who is not on good terms? And everyone was just kind of looking around the room, looking at each other. And I believe that Justin has flashed this big smile. And, and Kevin said, well, what's going on with that smile? He says, well, you know, I just like to smile. And I'm not sure if it was during the good term question or the who has who blocked. But then next, Kevin said, well, okay, who has blocked someone else from this group? And so Nate says, well, Jock, Justin blocked me. And so Kevin asks Justin why he had blocked Nate. And so Justin began to explain himself that, well, I didn't just block Nate. I blocked basically everybody else in, in, on this cast. And uh, he said his main reason for blocking Nate, he said that Nate was fake. But yeah, don't worry about it. Nate is not going to let this why did you block me thing go. It's going to go on and on and on. So anyway, so then Justin says that Nate made a pass at him. So now everybody is stunned. Everyone is looking at each other. They're looking around the room. Uh, even Stasia, you know, she does a double take like what? And apparently I can sense that Alexis probably had already heard this because she didn't seem surprised like what? But she did seem like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he went on and said it or he put that out there. So I believe that she may have heard this from Justin um, already. But anyway, so yeah, so Stasia looked stunned. You should have seen the look on her face. And Justin said that, and well, I guess Kevin asked Justin why did he feel that Nate was making a pass at him. And Justin said that Nate had complimented him um, about his white teeth or his smile or that he's a nice looking guy and he's not sure why you know he had to do the show that he basically saying that he should be able to meet people easily and so Justin said he didn't like that um, and so Nate says well I didn't make a pass at you you know I was just paying you a compliment you know and but let's get back to why did you unfollow everyone in the group <laughs> and I'm thinking and I'm sure everybody else is thinking okay wait a minute Justin just said you made a pass at him <laughs> and your response is okay I didn't make a pass at you okay fine I may have complimented you on on your smile or something and, and said you were a nice looking guy or something like that but that's not making a pass at you but let's go back to the the more serious question at hand here right which is why did you unfollow everyone <laughs> And everyone else is like, what? That No, 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 let's go back. And thank goodness Kevin went back. Kevin's like, no, 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 hold on. We got to settle this here. And, you know, they started getting up like they're about to start fighting each other, of course. You know, there's security on, on, on the stage, so nothing is really going to happen. If anything, they probably just needed a break and, you know, just to kind of step aside for a second. Um, but this is when, you know, Justin was like, telling Nate to take the bass out his voice and you know then they all started to get up and all that other stuff but it was fine they went away 
And then Alexis was able to talk to Justin and tell him just to calm, calm down, don't let him get to you. And I'm, ass I'm assuming that Stasia was also, well, Stasia and everybody else, right? The rest of the group, along with Kevin Frazier, was also trying to um, tell Nate to take the high road. So anyway, so that's that. We don't really have to go into that too much. Uh, but when Justin did come back out, he did try to explain that he unfollowed everybody for a reason. He said that he unfollowed Lindy and Morgan because apparently they went hiking and he was supposed to go with them, but then they decided to go without him. Go figure, I don't understand. Then he also said that he unfollowed Stasia, not necessarily because of anything Stasia did, um, but of course because of her relationship with Nate, you know, that's her husband. So she, he said that he didn't really have anything against Stasia, but it was more or less her um, relationship with um, Nate, who was her husband, who he had an issue with. And I guess also Justin Poppy felt that him and Nate Poppy would build a bond and they would become friends. But I also really believe that Nate, I believe may have built a little bit of this wall of resistance or distance between himself and Justin when the whole thing with uh, that happened with Bing. Because remember, pause for a second. So remember, I think it was, I don't know if it was, I don't know what season, it, what episodes it was, but this is when the whole Morgan and Bing thing came out. And then the after party with Keisha Knight Pulliam. And I remember specifically, I believe Bing and Nate was on this particular night and so bing and excuse me so nate has said when the whole thing happened that you know you're you shouldn't take anything to justin he's not somebody that you can trust you can't go and take your personal affairs and business to him and that that's where bing had went wrong okay again i don't remember which night that was but it was definitely at the after party when this when things started to go kind of south for Morgan and Ben. So, and I'm not sure if it was their first big issue or fight or if it was after the second. I digress. So, I believe that's probably where Nate was starting to say, okay, why well, I can't really rock with Justin like that. You know, you know, he talked to him, and of course, we already know Nate isn't really feeling Alexis either that much, right? So, he doesn't trust her, he doesn't care about her too much. He may have wanted to build a relationship or a bondness or closeness or, you know, romance with Justin. But then the way he saw Justin was moving, he was like, okay, well, I, I can't even deal with that. So that's probably where, uh, excuse me, Justin is getting all this change in energy saying, well, I think we we're going to, I thought we were going to build a bond, but you know, you were just fake and nonetheless, let's move on. So, so I guess everybody was just kind of confused. Nate was going back and forth and was really getting on my nerves because it was like when Justin and Alexis came back from backstage and they picked the show back up, I guess Kevin too should have just dropped it and just moved on to another couple. But at this point, he was still talking to Justin to, I guess, asking him to clarify or bring clarity to the reasons why he was unfollowing people. And so, of course, as he's trying to explain himself, Nate is butting in with his slide comments and it was unnecessary because Nate could have just sat there and just not said anything to him because honestly Justin was talking to Kevin so Nate really should have just kept quiet that whole time but also on the show I know they wanted a little bit more drama that's why they kept talking to Justin but they really should have just moved on and eventually they did because Justin and Nate were arguing again 
And the rest of the cast was like, move on, let's go to another couple because if we go to another couple, then these two won't be going sniping at each other. And that's what we did. All right. Now, so, uh, so the whole thing comes up about the whole ajar thing, right? With leaving the door open and Frazier, well, remember again, just to go back a little bit, when Mitch, well, excuse me, when Christian was putting it out there as if, I'll say it that way, Mitch was saying that, you know, he would, you know, leave the door open, possibly that they may be able to get back together in the future or something like that. So, um, and that's when Alexis and uh, Lindy had butted in and Alexis made her comment or wanted to get clarity from Mitch if that was the case and Mitch's whole stance was, well, wait a minute, first of all, I didn't make, I didn't initiate this comment or even say that, you know, I'm leaving the door open. That never came for me. That came from uh, Christian. Okay. So Frazier asks Alexis, okay, so why did you even pose this question to Mitch about the whole thing with leaving the door open or a jar or whatever? And she basically said that she was looking out for her friend. It's not that she was trying to be messy, but she wanted to make sure she didn't want, um, Christian to feel, to have hope, right? And something that wasn't there or something that's not going to be there and just kind of just be waiting um, on the side for Mitch to come around. So it was basically like, look, you know, I just wanted to make sure that she knew where he stood um, as we're wrapping this whole thing up and moving forward with our lives so she can also as well move forward. And so that's when, um, and once Mitch said, look, Boo, I didn't say this. <laughs> um, the door is closed. There is no future. We can remain friends if that's okay with her, but um, I don't see this going into a second chance. And so that's when Christian kind of got it. And she's like, okay, I got it. The door is shut. There is, you know, we're not going to rekindle this. Nothing more or further is going to progress from this. Um, got it. And I guess it was kind of good that it's now out there because she didn't get it the first time when he was saying it at decision day with the experts. But however she got there, she got there. Okay. Um, so now um, Kevin Frazier is now no longer meeting with everyone as a group. Uh, he is, they will do that in part two. They'll come back all together as a group. But for now, he's going to go ahead and meet with the individual couples. So we're going to go ahead and start out with Lindy and Miguel. So he sits down with Lindy and Miguel. And so, so uh, Kevin Frazier is basically saying, okay, so catch me up. What's been going on with you guys? You know, how are things? How is it, you know, living officially as a married couple? You know, you know, after decision day, for, you know, that whole thing. So Lindy says that her and Miguel are living together. She decided to move into his home and, um, and, Kevin Frazier was saying, well, how is that? How is that working out? And she said she's been having fun and that Miguel has given her, um, you know, open floor to go ahead and do whatever she wants to do in the home that she can go ahead and decorate it as she likes. And she says that, you know, she just, she's having fun, you know, and she is taking pictures of different things that they're doing. And she also said that, you know, she's adding pictures and paintings and plants and, they were saying that that's kind of cool. You know, Miguel, I believe, does really like now. He likes now having a wife, right? And to now have a wife who is with him 
in his home or his apartment or what in his home still and they're now living together beyond the show right and this is now he had was able to bring her into his real world and vice versa well lindy wanted to be there anyway but miguel was going back and forth because of her whole her, her whole emotional thing but he got through that so i will admit that i was wrong i didn't think that he would say yes I thought for sure he would say no because he was afraid and thought that her emotional, well, he was concerned about whether or not she had emotional baggage and it was something that he can handle. But it looks like it worked out. He said yes, she said yes, and here we are. They're now living together and we'll have to see what happens with reunion part two and where are they now. But she's having fun decorating. She's enjoying being a wife. So Kevin asked how Miguel is doing with the whole the things that bothered him right earlier on um, during the eight weeks as far as her negativity, um, her being distracted, uh, her cutting him off whenever he's speaking. And um, basically he said that he's uh, learning to deal with it and that he says that he's realizing that if he loves her, he loves her for who she is as she is. Um, he said he doesn't want to change her. He's just trying to learn how to manage it. Okay. Um, so Kevin then asked, well, have you finally got and pause? I will say this guys, Kevin has been hitting all the questions. <laughs> okay. All the stuff I would have wanted to know. It's like, check, check, check. <laughs> he asked this, he asked that. I see you, Kevin. Good job. Um, the stuff about the 4.5, you know, have you seen, the, you know, the 10? I would have wanted to know that, right? And then the whole thing about, okay, so the whole distracting thing and cutting off, I would have wanted to know that. So and there's some other good questions that he does ask. So it's like, he's not just necessarily reading from a cue card, which he is, but it's almost like whenever he does ask a question, he will, you know, come back, right, with a backup question, depending on what their response is. So anyway, all right, cool. So anyway, so he asked Miguel, well, we all kept thinking, these are my words, that, you know, when we saw Lindy blow up, she was at a 10, but she was like, oh, no, boo, I'm at a 4.5. <laughs> so uh, Kevin's question was, so have you seen that 10? <laughs> And uh, Miguel was honest. He says, yeah, I've seen it, okay? Not wondering when. And then what was even interesting is Lindy was like, because remember also during the show for those eight weeks, Lindy kept saying, you haven't even seen it. You haven't seen it. Can you even handle the truth, right? And so Lindy herself said in this, you know, he said, you know, in this particular moment here that, yeah, he's seen it. And I think she said he's seen it once or twice or something like that. That was interesting. So for the first time she admitted, yeah, he's seen it. And he also said, okay, yeah, I saw it. So that means she hit that <laughs> and she hit that 10. Uh, but at the same time, Miguel says that he, um, he doesn't let it bother him anymore. Um, and Lindy did admit that she's, she's trying to get help, right? And, and just so she can be able to manage it a little bit better. And I'm assuming that she also, just to kind of go back and watch herself 
for the last eight weeks. You know, it's one thing when you're being filmed. It's another thing to sit on your couch and watch yourself on national TV. And you start thinking, oh, wow, I do need to make some changes. So that's probably what happened. But she says she's working on herself. And I'm, I'm assuming that means maybe getting some kind of help or counseling or therapy or something. Again, she didn't say that, but I'm thinking that's probably what she means. But she did say that what she does now, she does her anger in stages, right? So it's like she said, <laughs> there'll be like little ladders or stages of where it starts to where she blows up, right? Versus her just blowing up on Miguel all at once. Um, and Miguel also said, yeah, no, they come in stages now. <laughs> so she will say like, um, okay, I'm getting angry, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like just letting you know there's a tornado coming <laughs> it's about five miles away <laughs> so instead of it just catching you off guard and next thing you know you're in the middle of a hurricane right or a tornado or a bad storm it's like oh the weathermen and the weather people are letting you know hey everybody you know aim for shelter there's a bad storm coming so she says it's coming in stages <laughs> so the first warning is hmm I think I'm getting angry. <laughs> I, figured, I don't even know what stage two, three, and four is. But anyway, I just thought that was so hilarious. I love Lindy and Miguel. Okay, we're going to move on. So Kevin asks about the last name thing. Again, another great question, right? And so long story short, they, hyphen, they hyphenated her last name. And he just seemed so proud. And he was so happy. And you can see the way he kind of rubbed her on her shoulder just to kind of reach out and, and show that um, affection, like, you know, like, you know what? He was just proud and happy, right? She is Miss Lindy. I forgot her middle name, her last, her maiden name, um, Santiago. Oh, LOA. That's right. LOA Santiago. All right. So I love the way they look just to kind of wrap up Lindy and Miguel. I love the way they look at each other. Um, they do look at each other with love. Um, and it seems like they, and careness if that's a word but it seems like they really do care about each other uh and then they finally got what she wanted right she said she wanted a relationship where um he'll be there through the good and the bad times and so she's apparently he didn't run when she hit those tens right he is still there they're still together again we'll have to see where are they now but for now this is what we're seeing so i'm happy to see them they both look and they both look good and um, what was the other thing that I wanted to comment? Oh, and it looks like they have been communicating a lot, which is good. And again, remember, Miguel got to see himself also play back on national TV. So he probably realized that there were some things he needed to work on. But it looks like they are both communicating better. All right. We're going to go ahead and go next to our next couple, which will be Stasia and Nate. See you on the other side. All right, so we are back with Stasia and Nate, and again, they are with Kevin. So, like I said, getting right to it. So Kevin talks about first impressions. He's just kind of going back a little bit. And, you know, so they basically both agreed that, you know, um, they were surprised when they saw one another, but they were pleasantly um, happy um, because apparently there was chemistry and automatic attraction there for each other. So, you know, right off the slate, you know, um, the experts did well with Stasia and Nate. And we've all already said that they look like they could be brothers and sisters. <laughs> but they definitely fit well together. They, you know, um, physical attraction is not their issue. They have other issues. Um, but, you know, at least on the start, coming down the aisle, seeing who your spouse is, you know, A+. plus. 
All right. Also, um, they said that because Kevin said, are you guys still together? And I guess there was no doubt that they were. But yes, they said that they are still together. And uh, Kevin asked Nate if he moved in, which remember was a big issue for Nate. I guess, you know, feeling as if Nastasia was going to put him out. Uh, you know, the the security that he felt of having his own place and then breaking away from that and moving in with a woman, right? So he said that he eventually did move in, yes, so he is living with Stasia. They do live together. They both agreed on that. Uh, but he did say that he does have eight months left on his lease. Uh, again, you'd have to sit down and do the math to figure out when they started filming, you know, did he have any, uh, was he almost at the end of his lease? Did he just renew his lease somewhere? In the middle of filming, I mean, it's just, I don't understand how he would have eight months left, but he does on his lease. Uh, but he says, but Stasia, excuse me, said that, but they are mostly together all the time. He does apparently still have his lease. He is paying rent there. Obviously, I'm assuming he's not paying rent there and at her place, that wouldn't make sense. But um, so he does have that. And I guess for him, it's going to have to build up with him to eventually totally feel safe and secure living with her and no longer having that apartment. So for him, although he is moved in and he is living with her, he does still have apparently some other little things at his apartment, but I guess he feels like he has that safety. Like if things get real bad in the next eight months and you know, he still has a place that he can go back to, which is his place. So I'm kind of glad that he does still have that and that eight months will give them time to build the strength in their relationship and I guess give him that uh, security that he needs because that gives him more time to you know to bond more with her and and to to you know just kind of observe her over the next eight months and see if this is really what he wants to do all right so Kevin um asks you know what are they working on right and so Stasia basically said that they're working on communication and and learning you know on her end more um, learning how to compromise with each other uh, Kevin also did ask if she was getting what she needs from Nate because remember Nate's issue is that he feels that Stasia doesn't um, she appreciates him but she doesn't give him credit there we go so he will try to do things for her but he and she she appreciates him as her husband she appreciates having a partner she appreciates him but when he tries to do things for her um he doesn't feel like she gets he gets credit there it is for some of the things that he tries to do for stasia and um what was the other thing here and the other thing I do want to talk on, or speak on, excuse me, real quickly, is Nate also kept saying how the reason that, well, whenever the reason that she feels that he doesn't do anything for her is because she's always moving the goalposts, right? Um, it's constantly always moving. So if whenever he's trying to do this, you know, she'll, her thing is it's not good enough because she'll move it when he's trying to aim for something she'll move it so of course he doesn't hit the target and his his point is i am making an effort i am trying okay i don't want to speak ahead i'll come back i was going to say something but i'll come back to it because it'll come back up in my notes so kevin anyway asked nate have you said i love you and uh i don't even know why they kept doing this thing where they kept asking him these questions and they would draw it out and 
put us on a two or three minute commercial just for them to come back and say what we expect them to say. But anyway, so he asked Nate, um, at this point, have you told Stasha that you love her? And um, Nate says, of course, I, I tell her it all. I tell her that all the time. So you can definitely tell that Stasha hears it all the time now because she didn't really have a reaction. It was like, yeah, he tells me he loves me you know, all the, you know, every day. So yeah, that's good. I'm glad that they're finally there. And so Kevin asks if Nate continues to do stuff for her. And she said, sure, you know, of course he gets me coffee, he gets me, picks up, you know, picks up a card for me sometimes, sometimes he'll get me flowers. And, and it seems like this goes back to what Nate was saying is that, but, and you can kind of hear it. She's just like, well, yeah, I mean, he gets me coffee and somebody buys me a card, or gets me flowers. She didn't say the but, but the but was kind of in there. And that's what Nate's thing is, is that I try to do things for her. And this is what I was saying a few moments ago that I'll get to it, but it's never enough. So he brings up the example about how he said, I'll give you an example. I try to do something nice for her and I took her on a jet ski, right? And so, and she was like, and he said, I planned that date. We went out on the jet ski. I thought we had fun and I did that for you, okay? And Stasia's thing is, okay, well, yes, you did plan a date for us to go jet ski on the water. And yes, it was fun, but I don't like jet skiing. That's not my thing. That's your thing. I enjoyed it because I was with you. You're my husband and I want to spend quality time with you. But that was your thing. And but he says, but that's that's the point is that I did something I at least want the credit of doing something, okay? So it is, let's pause there for a second because I see what Nate is saying. He's like, okay, look, I planned an activity. I did something for us where we would spend time together, right? We went out on a beautiful day, went jet skiing. on a, We had fun. I planned a date. I did something. Her thing is, yeah, you did, but it's not something I want to do. I only did it because you it's your thing and you plan the date, but I didn't have fun. It's not my thing. And there's that, but, and I understand what not stuff, because what Justin, excuse me, what Nate should have did was plan a date around something that his wife appreciates or something that she's into plan the date centered around that. Her response would have been a little bit different because at least she'd have been like, wow, he planned his date around this activity that I enjoy. And now she's having not only fun doing this thing that she enjoys doing, but she's doing it with her husband. That was the difference. So yes, he wanted credit for planning the date for Jessica and he took her out and they did that and had fun. Yeah, but he would have gotten even more credit if it was an activity that Stasha was into, but I'm not going to run that down the hole. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that was the whole issue with the, you know, the, the credit and the appreciation. So yeah, so he feels, which is good, right? That she appreciates him, but she, he feels that, you know, she doesn't give him credit. So they have some things to work on. Um, Sasha basically to wrap them up, her thing is that she, she feels that she needs to do better at identifying what he's trying to do. Number one, appreciating it or him more. Number two, and to be able to verbalize it. Number three, so identify that, okay, I see what Nate's trying to do. Okay, I'm going to use another example here, the, the cooking. He says when he tries to, he said one time he tried to, to cook for her, right? Because she was saying you should try to do more things 
I don't know if it's for me or around the house or whatever it was. And so he thought, okay, cool, you know what, you're right. So he thought, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and cook dinner. So he starts to cook dinner and he's cutting things up and he says that, so Stasia starts to sl slither her way in a little bit and starts to you know, either help him with cutting up things or something like that. Next thing you know, long story short, she ended up taking over the cooking of the dinner and she actually finished it. And his issue is that, okay, I say, uh, you asked me to be more assertive and take and, and do things more. So when I finally decide, okay, fine, you know what, you're right, let me do things, let me cook dinner. As I'm starting, you come in and then slowly finding your way to taking over to the next thing you know, you have completed making dinner and I didn't get to finish making dinner, which was something that I actually wanted to do for you. So she says that she needs to identify that, yes, she keeps telling him that you need to do this, but if she sees he's trying to do it, let him do it. Tell him you appreciate him because you see what he's trying to do and then verbalize it, thank him. So, but yeah, she has some work to do. But anyway, that is it. That's all that we have on Stasia and Nate until our reunion part two. But we're going to go ahead and jump over to Christian and Mitch. So we'll see you on the other side. Okay, uh, we are now, thank you for coming back on the flip side. We are now going to talk about Christian and Mitch and going to go right on in. So Kevin is sitting with the two of them and he says, let's go ahead and start talking about where it all began the honeymoon right so they showed a footage of christian and mitch you know just spending time um on their honeymoon and the conversation or the footage tends to where mm, christian is talking with mitch and well mitch is sharing with well no excuse me christian is talking to mitch yes correct because she is sharing with mitch how she wants at least a little bit of affection. She said he is talking to her. They're spending time together, but they're not even holding hands. They're not kissing. He's not even touching her. And she's like, you know, there's a disconnect there. So she's like, look, can we just kind of work on this, you know, this touchy thing, the physical attraction thing, you know, whatever have you. And so Kevin asks Mitch, so what was going on with you that first week, you know, when you, you guys were on your honeymoon? And Mitch basically says that he, he was basically in his head um, and that he was really going through a panic attack, to be more specific is what he said, and that he was freaking out inside. Now, again, all of this is centered around, again, coming in, Mitch has this thing where, okay, well, first, I don't think it was too much of the thing about doing a reality TV show because he, he, he knew what he signed up for. But maybe he was worried about you know, them, the people, the producers, the show, right, are trying to change him. And, of course, he goes off and he goes on and marries Mitch, I mean, excuse me, marries Christian, so he's probably thinking, okay, whoa, you know, I've always kind of ran away from commitments, I've always ran away from relationships, and here I am, you know, I've married a woman blindly that I don't know, sight unseen, and now we're on a honeymoon. Everything is moving too fast. Have I made a mistake? I'm saying this, but I think that's what was going on in his head. And that's where that panic attack was coming from. Because it's like, as, as all of this is going on in his mind and in his head, and he has to process all of this, at the same time, there are cameras in front of him that's rolling and he's being filmed, right? He's, he's in the middle of a production, so... 
and he's thinking, okay, I've already signed the paper, I've signed the contract, like, you know, I can't leave now. And so he was probably just terrified. There was a lot of stuff going on. So anyway, so Kevin then asked um, why Mitch would tell a woman he doesn't find her attractive. He's like, why would you do that? Please don't ever do that again. Don't ever go back out there and tell another woman you don't find her attractive. But again, um, Mitch was in his head <laughs> uh, and he said it was stupid and, and, you know, he just won't do that again, obviously. So the topic then goes to Hobbygate, which comes up, which is obviously something that we did not see. Um, and apparently Mitch had asked Christian if she had a hobby. And I guess Christian was offended by it. Like, okay, what do you mean if I have a hobby? I hate when people ask that. Isn't like walking your dog, isn't going to the beach, isn't exercising, isn't cooking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are those all net hobbies, right? So if, do you see, and then he's like, well, yeah, I guess they are. She's like, okay, do you see me do those things? And Mitch is like, yeah. And she's like, okay, well then those are my hobbies, <laughs> right? Your hobbies, again, this is Christian, not me. Um, Christian is saying your hobbies are things that you enjoy doing. You keep doing them all the time. So Christian is saying like exercising is a hobby. I like to exercise or I like walking my dog. That's a hobby. Again, this is not me. I'm just repeating what Christian said and going to the beach is it's a hobby. Something again, that's how she equates hobbies, things that she likes to do. And she does them all the time. Cooking hobby, right? So that was the whole hobby gate, but we didn't get to see it. It would have been kind of cute to see it on the show, but it is what it is. So Kevin asks if Mitch still had feelings or an attraction to a Christian, which I wish he wouldn't have done that because it's like, okay, I get maybe you have to ask the question because again, you're posing a question in a way that you're thinking the audience might want to know. But I think we know, <laughs> Kitch is, excuse me, Mitch has no feelings or attraction to Christian. We know the answer to that. But anyway, but he says, yes, he does to have feelings and attraction to Christian. And let me rephrase, Mark. When I was saying that, no, I'm saying as far as in terms of feelings and attraction to, to get into a relationship, to rekindle things is what I mean by that when I said he would say no. Uh, but yes, he says that he does to have feelings and attractions for Christian, of course, as a person, yes. But yeah, and then Kevin asks, which was then going into my next question, my next, um, well, I guess where I was coming from when he was saying if he can see them getting back together. And so, of course, that's what I was saying. Mitch was saying no. So, but my thing is where I was bothered was, okay, why even ask a question if, you know, if Mitch sees them getting back together, it is apparent that A, Mitch is not really ready for a relationship. Nonetheless, marriage. And he had a chance at decision day to say yes. And he said no. And then the whole thing with the ajar. So no, he is not looking to get into another relationship with um, Christian. All right. So then uh, Kevin asks if Mitch would have, no, not Kevin. Kevin asks, excuse me, uh, Christian, if Mitch would have said yes, if she would have said yes. And she says, no, she would have said no. So again, because Christian didn't get asked once Mitch said no, Christian wasn't asked what she wanted to do or was she? I don't remember. I don't think she did. No, I don't think because once he said no, I mean, that was that. But they probably should have asked. I just can't remember. Anyway, there are so many other things that I'm watching. But she says um, she would have said no, even with him saying yes. So I don't know how true that 
is because I really do believe had Mitch said yes, Christian would have said yes. She was in, right? And remember with the whole Ajara thing, she was kind of excited about maybe the possibility of, well, maybe he just needs some time. He'll go back home and realize he misses me and wants us to get back together until he put his foot down on that. But I do believe that she would have said yes. But you know what? We're going to go with what she said. She said no, so that's fine. All right. Now, I'm not going to talk about Morgan and Ben here too much um, because it just brings me a lot of pain. I was sad for the way that been, or excuse me, the way that Morgan had cheated Bing, and it just really just kind of made me feel bad for him, like just to see him in such pain and have such hurt. Uh, but I will just say here that um, just real briefly, um, Kevin did ask them how they're doing. They said that they're good. They're in a much better place. Um, Bing said that he had reached out to Morgan about a month after and said that he wanted to just meet up with her for brunch just to talk, that he wanted to apologize to her. Long story short, they met up. Um, over brunch and he apologized to her and basically said that he was just you know taking a lot of his frustrations and his own um, childhood issues and imposing them on her um, and that's basically where that came from so um, they work things out they're in a much better place now when they see each other I'm assuming at the gym it'll be more than just throwing up peace signs maybe they'll at least give each other a hug <laughs> um, and that's really it um, and so Kevin did ask how they're both doing as far as you know how they've moved forward and what's going on in their lives Morgan said that she is traveling or she's got some travels coming up so she's going to be traveling the world a little bit just to kind of get away from I guess California and uh, Bing said that he, uh, I believe he got a new job, right? And that his new job um, is allowing him to travel some. So he's going to be traveling as well with work. Uh, they both said that they haven't really, well, Morgan did say she was dating a little bit, but nothing serious. Bing said he hasn't even dated at all. He's just not interested. He's just working on himself. And they both said as far as uh, um, plans to get married in the future that for them is distant, like di like way yonder. <laughs> like no time soon, they have no interest. And Kevin said he found that fascinating because they came on a show because they couldn't wait to get married. And they were ready to fall in love and find their um, other half, right? And now that they went through the experience, it's like, okay, no time soon, like distance, distant distant down the road so he thought that was pretty interesting and I love what Morgan said because she did say yeah that's what divorce will do to you it'll peg you down um you know a notch or two so for them marriage mm, no care no interest for it no time soon so in a way the show does kind of hurt you too in that sense you know it, the show it's 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 a it's a, a back and forth right because it, it kind of brings you in it gives you hope you know, that you'll be able to meet someone, fall in love, get married, start a family, you know, all the stuff, right? And so you come into this process hopeful, right, with big dreams and all this stuff. And then when it doesn't work out, like an Alyssa situation from last season or a Morgan and Ben situation from this season, San Diego, right, it'll chop you at the knees and it's like, okay, and now you're like, forget it. I never want to get married again. I don't, you know, just want to ever go through that experience again. I'm good for the next 10, 15, 20 years. So it's that's just such drastic um, experiences that I just hate that anybody has to go through that. 
But anyway, nonetheless, we move on <laughs> to uh, Alexis and Justin to close us out for uh, part one. Okay, so let's go ahead and go s and um, check in on Alexis and Justin. See you on the other side. All right, here we are. We are now with Alexis and Justin, our final couples. Um, we're going to go ahead and try to wrap this up real quick here. I promise not to keep you guys. But um, so Alexis and Justin, uh, of course, they would save them for last, right? <laughs> but anyway, so they're sitting um, with Kevin. And so Kevin, I'm, again, just getting right to it. So he asked Justin, you know, because I remember at the beginning, Justin was always talking about how his, you know, how he was so in love with Alexis. And when Alexis would be like, okay, well, how do you know you love me? And he's like, because I just know I do. I love you. And she remember when she screamed and she couldn't believe it and all of this and all that. So he asked her about, he asked him, excuse me, about that. And Justin admits, he said, you know what? I realize now that I was moving too fast um, and in expressing to her that I loved her. Um, I should have just waited a little bit, um, but he was just saying that he was just, in a sense, he didn't say this, but he was just caught up in the process, right, of the show and what was going on and getting married and, and meeting her. And at the time, he felt, oh, she's attractive. She seems sweet and bubbly. Like, yeah, I'm in love. Now he realizes that he, um, it was just too soon to say it. Uh, Kevin says that he knows all the secrets, right? All the behind the scene, the good stuff, the juicy stuff. So he asked them, so a little birdie told me <laughs> that you guys consummated your, um, your, your marriage during the honeymoon. And so Alexis and Justin are looking at each other and huffing and puffing and she's squirming around in her seat. And I'm like, what's going on? And come to find out they did. So they had been intimate back at, um, in Mexico, excuse me. Um, but apparently they, or Justin, excuse me, did not want to share that information with the producers. So they argue about that. They argue about keeping it a secret. So apparently the argument was that Alexis is saying that Justin didn't want anybody else to know. And so she says, well... I was covering up for you. I was protecting you. You didn't want them to know. So I just said, okay, fine. You're my husband. I'm covering up for you. So he says that, no, she's always lying. <laughs> and so he said, well, you weren't protecting me whenever you were throwing shades at me. So basically, pause. So what Justin is saying here is that, okay, you're saying that you didn't say anything and you didn't tell the producers or whoever else or whatever that we were intimate in Mexico during a honeymoon because you were protecting me. No, that's, you weren't protecting me because now that the season is over and I'm watching the show back, you know, when I'm asking, babe, how was your one-on-one? -on -one? You're like, oh, you know, my one-on-one -on -one was good. You know, I'm always going to have my husband's back. I don't speak badly about you. And his thing is, and now I'm finding out, watching the show back, that every chance you got, you were throwing shade at me. Remember, we were all saying that. Every chance that she got, she was throwing jabs, throwing shades at her husband. And I'm so, I was so happy to finally hear him say that because I've been saying that on the podcast so it just felt good to hear him say, every chance you got, you were throwing shade at me. So yeah, you weren't protecting me. You were never protecting me. Okay, we're going to leave that alone. I digress. <laughs> 
so anyway, so, but yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so that whole time that we thought they hadn't done anything, apparently they did. And then they got into this whole thing about, because I think she was trying to, she was trying to throw shade again uh, about, you know, how it was. I'll just put it that way. And so I'm not even going to touch that. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> so anyway, so Kevin um, asked if they are still together and they both quickly said no, or Justin, excuse me, said no. And Kevin asked, well, why? And Justin said, well, it was his idea. And then this led to another debate because Alexis was like, okay, wait a minute now. Come again? You decided <laughs> to break this off? And then she, you know, said, look, no, it was me. I actually broke this off. And I forgot when it was that she said she didn't want to be married to him anymore and that she actually wanted a divorce. She's saying that she's got screenshots. I, I don't know what she's talking about. But anyway, that's nonetheless, they're not together. <laughs> um, okay, something else. So somehow they get into this conversation, and I don't remember how it happened. But it's about Justin, because Justin is basically saying his thing is that Alexis lies, okay? And that she tries to act one way, uh, I'm assuming in front of the camera, right? But then she treats him differently behind the camera or when they, you know, off scene. So he's saying that she lies a lot. Then, oh, I know how they got into this because they're talking about something to do with the orgasm and he was saying that, you know, she, well, and she was looking at him like, no, I never had an orgasm with you. But it was just the look that she had it and Kevin had it. And then Justin was like, okay, don't try to sit up here and play me. Um, <laughs> but what I'm getting into here is that, so Justin mentions that one time Alexis had went out and she had gotten drunk and she drunk called Justin, I guess coming from a club or a bar. I don't know where she was coming from, but she drunk called him and I don't know what happened after the drunk call. I don't know if he's saying that she drunk called him and she came over. Again, that's where they ended the uh, part one. So I guess we'll hear more about it on part two. But my point is she drunk called you and what? I mean, she just drunk called you and just hung up the phone. Did she say she missed you? Did she say she loved you? Did she say she wanted to get together with you? Did she say she wanted to come over? So I need a little bit more information on the she drunk called you. Um, but Alexis is de denying it. So somebody here is lying because Justin is saying, you drunk called me. Again, we don't know what the other side of the, that coin is. And Alexis is saying, I did not drunk call you, <laughs> right? Somebody's lying, but I guess we'll figure it out part and, and uh, the reunion part two. Uh, and then also... And, and I thought it was interesting, too, though, because she kept trying to change the subject when Justin was trying to elaborate on what happened. And she just kept changing the subject like she wanted him to forget about it in that moment, because the more he kept talking about it, he was going to go into something, I guess, that she didn't want him to disclose. So she kept trying to change the subject. So he would slightly get off of it. But then he would try to come back to it by saying, so when you drunk called me and then, she, you know, then Kevin would step in. So we never got anything else after that. That's just kind of where it ended. But again, they'll they'll pick it up. He also did say that he, you know, is not going to let her gaslight him again. And he says, again, he's learned a lot watching back. Right. And he realized 
that she was gaslighting him the whole time um, during the eight, their eight-week process. And he says he's not allowing it anymore. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and end it there because I don't want to make this too long. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and wrap up Married at First Sight Reunion um, Special Part 1. Okay, we have arrived to the end of our podcast this week. I want to take a brief moment to thank you for your time and engagement. My podcast is new. And if you can just take a few minutes to give me a five-star rating, if you agree, I would very much appreciate it. The rating does help other Married at First Sight listeners to find the podcast. So again, thank you. Don't forget now, come back next week for Reunion Part 2, and let's do this again. All right, take care.